Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 269, with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 269. So each week, we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for review this week are, of course, centrically focused around each other, and there's a few of them. Uh, I'd like to start out with referring to what they're in context of, and this is for broadcasting. This is uh, kind of the mainstay of what is happening now in our communication requirements since we have been limited by COVID as to our means of engagement, types of engagement, durability of engagement, personalization of engagement. So we have leaned into the Brady Bunch uh, tiles of uh, Zoom and Microsoft Meetings and all the other platforms, Google Meetings and so forth. I'm not talking about those platforms, those interactive platforms. I'm talking about broadcasting platforms, platforms that you put on social platforms that are meant to share what it is that you're doing, either with other participants with you as co-hosts and or just by the content of the presentation itself, where you're sharing a screen, much like a PowerPoint presentation, much like you would do at a conference or at a meeting or, or something that would have an audience in front of you. And to that end, I have certain tools, uh, ones that I use, uh, others that I have used that don't use anymore because I've, I've migrated from one to the other and so forth. But I want to go through some of these tools with you and then, of course, dive into with the techniques shortly thereafter. So the first tool I'd like to bring up is called expertise.tv. Now, this platform, like the other ones I'm about to talk about, give you the ability to broadcast. What do I mean by this? Well, it connects versus RMTP, which don't have to get into the technicalities, but it allows you to broadcast and provide a link for people to watch your broadcast live. So when you want to go on Facebook and do a live broadcast, this allows you that opportunity to do that. If you want to do it on Periscope, which is, uh, you can do that with them. Uh, you can do that with LinkedIn, should you already now, and that's a little bit of a longer process to set up, but once you're approved for LinkedIn Live, you can also do it with LinkedIn Live. And in previous podcasts, we talked about platforms that allow you to do this simultaneously, like Restream, which is a platform that I use for our weekly live show, uh, which allows you to broadcast at the same time on multiple aspects of platforms, multiple Facebook pages, multiple Twitter accounts, multiple, well, uh, multiple YouTube channels, but only one LinkedIn. Unfortunately, they only allow for one broadcast at a time, usually on your personal profile. So Expertise TV allows you to create a broadcast 
means, a medium. This allows you to have co-hosts that are sharing the space with you like you see in Zoom. It allows you to create a whiteboard or a shared board that you turn into a small talking tile in the lower corners. It depends on what layout you like, a chat box off to the side so people can interact with you if they're not as your visual co-hosts. Um, but it allows that interaction capability of a live broadcast. Obviously, it allows you to record that broadcast, at which time you can then recast that at another time. And, you know, it's a recording that gets played at a different time. Other tools and ones that I have used and used extensively is WebinarJam.com. This one has a unique aspect to it. There's another th aspect of WebinarJam called EverWebinar. And we'll talk a little bit about that in the technique section. But WebinarJam does the same thing. Um, there's components to this that you'll quickly realize are, are of value. And that is, does it create a sign-up page for you? Does it put it into a holding room? Is there a means to facilitate people to subscribe to your broadcast if you're doing them repetitively or in future tense? Does it have a means of reminding people that the show is about to come up? that they signed up for. These are tools and components of these platforms. Some have them better than others. WebinarJam has a great interface with this. It keeps track of metrics if you want to include your Google Analytics with this um, and Facebook Pixel that will track the interactions that you get. It will track things like listening times, peak listening times, number of people listening, number of people that have signed up. It creates a database of those that did sign up. Did they sign up for future ones or just the one that they were listening to? So there's lots of internal tools to these things that help with the process of value and usability of these platforms. And then the one that I use currently right now, uh, is livewebinar.com. Now this one I use for our live show each week. It has all these tools that we're talking about, much like Webinar Jam. Um, it also has the ability to um, share different components into it. Like if you wanted to share a screen, uh, not that Webinar Jam doesn't allow you to do that, but this one has a more robust variations. You can do a, a Prezi presentation to it if you want. You could uh, do lots of other variations of shareabilities uh, to the screen that Webinar Jam doesn't often allow all those variations. It uh, Webinar Jam is very clean. It's very professional. The UI experience is very good. Uh, it's 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 great at setting up. It's great at tracking. It's great at analytics. And so too is Live Webinar. I just got a better financial deal with Live Webinar than I did with Webinar Jam, and because of that, I'm using Live Webinar. Plus, Live Webinar has additional functions to it that um, Webinar Jam did not. Uh, expertise does. Uh, Expertise.tv does not as well. And that is what's called evergreen rooms, meaning that once it's set up. It's always a room in place. So I could create a short bit.ly code that I could use for people to come join. I did for several months when COVID first broke out a bit.ly room that we did every day at noon, weekdays, called We Are Hospitality. And that uh, just allowed people in the hospitality industry that were going through the crisis uh, then and through that process, if they just wanted to share and talk and hang out with other people that were like-minded, uh, it was an open forum for people to come and join and dialogue and talk. And just there was no structure to it other than just a kind of a help therapy, get together, talk about, you know anybody that's looking for jobs, anybody looking for this, anything about this, ask questions. It was just a great open dialogue that we did for several months. Uh, but Live Webinar allows you to do that. It allows to also do something that Webinar Jam also does, which is that that ever um, that ever webinar or that live pre-recorded one broadcast that we'll get to in just a little bit. And then the last one I want to share out with is OneStream.Live. That's another platform similar to all the others. has its limitations, has its capabilities. But OneStream.Live, what it really does best, what I use it for best, is to take my pre-recorded uh, live shows 
and reschedule them for other times as live broadcasts. So it'll come up on Facebook, it'll come up on Periscope or Twitter, uh, it'll come up on YouTube as a live broadcast, but it's actually a recorded version of the live show at a scheduled time that's more conducive for the time zone that I'm placing it for. Like for instance, our APAC friends, uh, I put it into Sydney time, 11.30 a.m. Wednesdays for it to be replayed live. Uh, and of course, people that interact with it, I will get an email for it should they interact with it while they're watching the show. I'll know that they have questions and I get back with them on that. And also 11.30 a.m. London time on Wednesdays for those to be able to do replay then. Strangely enough, when we do the live show on Fridays, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, we get a lot of people in time zones you would never think that they're actually watching us, like in Malaysia and India, where it's well into the deep mornings, twos, threes, four o'clocks in the mornings, and they're still watching. Live broadcasting has a, a great interaction, a great value to those that enjoy it. They enjoy the interaction capability of it. They enjoy the um, content to it. It's more interactive in that sense because it's, it's dialogue and visualization if you want to combine the two. But OneStream Live is phenomenal on rescheduling your broadcast. I do the same thing with this podcast. I create a video version of this podcast, which is really just an uh, audio line that's dancing when I talk. And my logo is behind it and it turns into a video. I use that on a platform uh, called Headliner. And then I take that video and put it into OneStream as a rebroadcast of my podcast. Not that we're not already on 39 platforms for podcasts, including Alexa, Siri, and Google Assistant. But also now I rebroadcast the podcast on Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube, which are channels that are not necessarily podcast channels, but they rebroadcast the video of it. And I use OneStream Live to do that. So the four tools this week, expertise.tv, uh, webinarjam.com, at livewebinar.com, and onestream.live. And that brings us to our technique of the week. Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique this week is broadcasting your message. It's not for the faint of heart, but it is very productive. So all these tools that we just referred to, what, 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 why? why? Why to do this? Why not just have a meeting or say, hey, I'm going to be at a certain time and come join me mentality-wise? One is people have other things to do. Two, once put into their schedule, they may not remember it or, or they may not be the same priority and they, they basically schedule over it, uh, what have you. Plus, everybody needs to be reminded uh, for what they signed up for. Everybody needs to be able to collaborate about what they're doing, ability to share. Uh, if they like your content, they don't have to keep coming back every time to re-sign up for the next version of it. They can sign up and subscribe to it so that they're added automatically into the next live broadcast like we do every week. We've been doing it every week uh, now for in our seventh year. Uh, we have over 25,000 people that listen and watch and follow us along with 32 countries. Uh, and that comes from being consistent and being you know, persistent in making sure that it is easier for people to engage, enjoy, and follow what it is that we do. So broadcasting your message is a great way of communicating almost one-on-one -on -one in the sense that with the chat capability and, and, and open chair basically we always keep an open chair visually so if somebody wants to join from the chat room into being a visual co-host where there's a camera on for them that we can see them and dialogue with them we leave that door open we leave that chair open so to speak so that they can join the conversation if they can't type enough or you know they feel like they're typing they have to wait for us to go over and bring it into the dialogue of the conversation where instead they could be an actual live participant in that conversation so depending upon what you want to do for broadcasting uh, it really helps now why are we talking about this for hospitality marketing well now so more than ever 
we have to revert back to our hospitality roots and roots, and that is our communication capabilities. We aren't just about selling room and rate as hoteliers. We're not just about selling restaurant food as as restaurant tours, uh, or golf, or spa, or what have you. We're selling answers. We have to answer what it is that we're doing to either make the guests feel safe and secure and or what it is that we're doing differently in our operations so people know what to expect so they're not unpleasantly surprised or disappointed in what they would expect versus what they're getting delivered. We also need to communicate what it is that's around us and what's available for them and what they need to uh, make sure that they're aware of when they get there, what restaurants are open, is it delivery pickup only, is there internal seating, what have you. Um, you know, unique restaurants, not just, you know, the, the brand generics that are in the area, those are helpful, but, you know, things that are unique to your market perhaps. And then, of course, if there's other things that they're forced to travel with, the considerations of what they need to know about what's in the market, should they be in the market, and there's an opportunity to go to a museum that allows for reservation only, conveying that information. Well, we can do that in context, which is which is always great to have on our websites, FAQ sheets and content about all these things, but not everyone reads and, 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 and takes the time for it. Sometimes visual interaction is much more powerful than just reading and audio, even for that matter, even with podcasting. Video is sometimes a, a superseding uh, aspect compared to podcasting. Video allows you to interact in basically open forum. Um, so you have the chance to share visually what uh, you're doing and communicate and allow people to come and dialogue with you. You are a little bit more personable by seeing and hearing you in that dialogue process. People can relate to who and what you are. It puts a face, basically, to your business. And it allows for more direct communication. Uh, we know from our, our TV watching days that we visually connect with who is that's giving us this information. Uh, we're a very visual uh, society at this point, and video has certainly given our fact that we have restricted our communications in other ways with other people. Video has really uh, expanded into filling that gap of getting connected to what's going on and what's to be seen. Now, video broadcasting isn't just about you as a talking head. Video broadcasting can be uh, a walking tour of your property. Video broadcasting can be a um, video show of you going to how close local restaurants are or interviewing local restaurant tours or uh, interviewing local uh, area event people or showing uh, things in the market that people should make sure that they see when they're staying with you, should they stay with you, that, that proximity of it to you. There's a lot of visual sharing that can go on with broadcasting that just, it can't be done in a 30-second video ad or in, a, in a, a post with a picture on a page. Video broadcasting can give you this luxury of sharing that is more open, more casual, more, more uh, um, not time-sensitive, but time-useful. People can feel comfortable in being able to see more than just what it is you choose to show them. You can walk around and, and share more with them, answer questions to them. I've seen some successes where people do the open forum. It's like, let us show you the hotel and what to expect when you come and check in and so forth. Now, we've done that initially with just recorded videos and put them up. But then we've also done it with live videos where it's like, hi, we'd love to share with you our hotel, our team. And, of course, what's around us and so forth. Let's take a drive. Let me show you this great nest of restaurants that are open uh, with proper safety protocols in mind. Let's go and talk to the owners and, and, and hear what it is that they feature of themselves that you'll be interested in, in enjoying should you stay with us. So the whole broadcasting message is an open territory for discovery. 
uh, nobody has the perfect formula yet. There, there, there's aspects to it that are very productive, and then there's aspects that are, quite frankly, a waste of time. But we're, we're searching for that nice mix of interactivity, content, visualization, and, and, and connectivity that video and broadcasting can do. So again, broadcasting, uh, your message is not for the faint of heart, but it is very productive. And that brings us to our news and show review. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So our co-hosts this week on the live show were Edward St. Andre with Flip2, Adele Gutman with uh, Aspire Reputation Management, uh, uh, Marketing, excuse me. Uh, we also had Stuart Butler with Fuel Travel, Lily Mockerman with TCRM Services and Things Up Enterprises, and Melissa Cavanaugh also with Fuel Travel. Um, great fun dialogue. We had a chance to hear from Adele a little bit since she's launching her new company, uh, and it goes so much into the theme of what we're facing with this as, as hoteliers and hospitality professionals, that personalization, that, that culture that we need to create with our team to allow our guests to feel comfortable, safe, secure, and well listened to. And she talks about her successes uh, being one of the ones, very few if only, the, the only one that is ranked so highly in the review process with places like TripAdvisor where she has and has had the top four hotels, one, two, three, and four. Uh, for many years, um, also to the top hotel in the world. Uh, and this isn't about just getting people to sign up for reviews and posting positives and what have you. This is creating a culture of guest-centric success. And she's exceptionally excellent at it. So we had a chance to really hear from her perspective a lot as to what she does, how she does it, and what she offers as services for doing it. Um, we also dove a little bit into Amazon's new Testing the Water with VR, where they're, you never know where Amazon's going to come from. And we talked about how there are new visual realities of being able to travel to places where they're bringing you on a tour of discovery to different places via their VR program, uh, which makes it very interesting in the sense, kind of similar to what we're talking about with their videography and broadcasting. Uh, I only talked about two-dimensional videography, 360 videos where people put on goggles and can look around while you're walking with a camera. That platform, those platforms exist. Uh, I didn't bring them into our dialogue today, but those platforms exist where people can literally, with you're walking around with a 360 camera, be from that first-person perspective, the camera's perspective, and look around in any direction they want to and see whatever they're looking at for whatever reason, which makes it very fascinating for people to feel very much more engaged. Well, Amazon's doing that, and they're trying to do that in a way that makes it more interactive for you to feel like, when I get the chance to travel again safely to my level of safety, I want to go do this. And this is where I want to go because this is what I was exposed to via something like this. So it was a lot of fun conversation. That Tons of other articles we talked about, uh, courtesy of Mr. Robert Cole uh, with Rock Cheetah. He provides us a weekly well-curated list of, of top activities, news features, and things that are relevant to the hospitality industry that week, um, this week being in particular. And if you would like to sign up for free to his very well-curated list, you could go to bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash rockcheetah, all lowercase, no space. There you can sign up and get the same list that we use as a base core of content for our live show that we get to talk about. Um, one article that I did want to bring up that I thought was very interesting based on the scope of what it is and, of course, to whom it's being done with, and that is an article from... Uh, uh, News 3, which was about with MGM. Let me make sure exactly who it is that wrote this. Well, it came from MGM Resorts, basically. Uh, this was with, oh, Las Vegas 3, uh, their, their, their TV station news. They, they talked about 
uh, MGM Resorts released plan for bringing back conventions. We know uh, as an industry that conventions are far on the horizon from most people's perspective. That it's just one getting people to travel during this time in as itself is the challenge of safety protocols that people are comfortable with. But to actually have them attend a gathering of people um, is a very daunting task. And to that end, the reason why I grabbed this article out of the pile that that uh, Robert had was because as I went through the list of what MGM is doing, this is, <laughs> talk about faint of heart, this is not for someone or for any organization that cannot financially support the level of safety and protocols and processes and incurred costs of, of what they're doing as MGM is doing. It takes an MGM or a caliber-sized organization like that that has the funding and the control of its own assets in, market, in, in its business to do what they're proposing to do to have conferences. Uh, the PDF that's attached to the article, and of course, all show notes and links associated with this will be in the podcast notes. There you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Look for show number 269. You'll see this link along with all others, but this one in particular. Um, what they're offering and doing in all aspects of uh, acceptance of people coming in, using an app to determine their health. If they don't, if they don't pass with a green code that they walk around and get scanned with, they're immediately not allowed into things and, and moved off to other protocols. Um, the distancing, the reusability or lack thereof of one-time use products, the methods of, of food service, the method of check-in, the distancing of attendance, the distancing of the trade show components of it or kiosk component of it, uh, the air circulation, HVACs of it. I mean, this is expensive. Now, obviously, right now, to solicit business, I would be under the belief that MGM is probably going to eat a portion of this cost to begin to generate business for conventions. But I can only imagine that as time goes forward, this cost factor of what it's doing has to get pushed over to the convention uh, facilitators themselves and get passed in, of course, to those that are having to pay to participate in the conventions because this is by the looks and the protocols that they put into place. And it's an extensive list and kudos to them. Um, tremendous amount of detail, tremendous amount of follow through thoughts. Of course, obviously, there's questions as to enforceability and legalities and uh, personal uh, space and all these other things as to how do you handle the errant person that doesn't want to comply? How do you handle the people that uh, uh, don't uh, uh, get cleared? You know, what happens to the monies that they spent or how do they get isolated? They talk about even so much as going down to what happens to the room of somebody that is uh, confirmed that they have been uh, uh, contracted with COVID. Uh, what do they do for those rooms? They went through that detail. So kudos to them for thought, thinking through all the processes that they have. But absolutely no one of a normal size hotel could tackle the finances associated with doing all this without really just eating a tremendous amount of cost just to get started with no guarantee that they're actually going to be able to drive convention business that would be financial viable for them. Really, they would be almost a lost leader just to get people in the door uh, to revive that demand potential into their market. Uh, I don't see them being able to eat that cost forever. I think it would have to get eventually, relatively soon, transferred over to the convention organizers and, of course, distributed into those that are actually attending to cover some of the massive costs of space usage, 
one-time product usages, um, staffing, additional security, safeties, hardware being used, just a tremendous amount of stuff that was, it's fascinating to read. I mean, truly, this is the most comprehensive list of somebody trying to tackle um, the convention issue problem right now. Uh, of course, our hopes are within the not too distant future as vaccines come available and or methods of treatments for those symptomatic and so forth become more readily available to mitigate the severity of the impact and so forth, that there's more people that will feel safer about traveling knowing those are in place. And so with proper safety protocols like what MGM's doing, um, then eventually conventions might be able to become a, a commodity. But whew, man, is this just a big list of that's impressive stuff, which is why I wanted to collaborate with our broadcasting conversation today. Right now, between now and whatever that next point in time is where that can happen for all of us, broadcasting, communicating, having virtual meetings, having virtual conferences, virtual summits, collaborating visually, communicating visually is probably the strongest medium that we have in keeping that individual personalization as best we can with us and our guests, our future guests, our future attendees, or what have you. So to that end, that concludes our news and show review. Remember, you, you can find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora. The list goes on. We're on 39 different platforms and counting. Uh, we're even on Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Just ask to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast, and it'll play the latest episode, which will be this one. And no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave a comment. That will help others find our content. Of course, we'd love to go over and make sure that we're giving you the information you're interested in. It gives us feedback. If you want to find out more information about other things, we can include that into our roadmap of content for the show itself. Um, and don't forget... Uh, you can subscribe to us if this is your first time hearing us on any of the platforms that you just you found us on. Of course, as I mentioned before, we also broadcast on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn, our, our broadcast of our podcast as well, regardless of the podcast platforms. But on those 39 platforms, you can certainly subscribe to us and follow us on a regular weekly basis. You automatically get downloaded as we upload the new podcast. And so for an archive of all of our previous podcasts, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast. And there you can look for show number 269, which is what this one is, or all, any of the previous 268 that are there. And don't, of course, forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1130 a.m. Eastern U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. And for that, you simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. There you can go over and look at all previous 268, including now the 269th episode today. And as always, we thank you for the privilege of your time, and we look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 269 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing in support of the HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International All Rights Reserved Copyright 2020. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.